0: What's really important is that we do have a, a well-rounded life this will make you not only a better human you'll feel good in yourself but you'll also be so much better at your job we need to be at peak mental sort of capacity and fitness in order to pull together a deal
1: You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers, and leaders. With thanks to our partner, Connect Now. Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. To download your written action guide from this podcast, containing extra tips, links, and shortcuts, visit EliteAgentElevate.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your client, Visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Elevate podcast, where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, editor of Elite Agent and host of today's show. My guest today is someone who is familiar to many of you as a highly successful agent and coach. Sherry Storer is one of only a few select coaches endorsed by realestate.com.au. She's also the type of coach who practices what she preaches. Until recently, Sherry was a high-profile selling agent in Brisbane, where she managed to average nearly half a million dollars a quarter while only working three days a week. So Sherry, welcome to the show. Ah, Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you again. I know you're fitting us in as part of a very busy schedule that includes podcasts and one-on-one coaching and speaking and a whole lot more. Uh, We're now in lockdown. So what's the most recent thing you've been up to?
0: Oh, okay. Well, I, as I mentioned, I have been in lockdown myself, uh, but I did go to the State of Origin on Sunday night. So crossing fingers and toes, that 55,000 people uh, who are also there didn't catch um, this this Delta strain. But from a work point of view, I have been traveling the country, you know, prior to this most recent scare. I've been in Tasmania working with the team down there in Knight Frank. Uh, I've been on the Gold Coast, which is more where you guys live. Uh, so just really, you know, zooming around the countryside in addition to, a a few sort of out there trips.
2: And in amongst all of that, like I know that your business is mostly coaching at the moment, but you still sell the occasional property. So what's going on in the Brisbane market at the moment?
0: Yeah. Look, I love selling real estate. And I think once the bug kind of hits you, it's really hard to let it go. I think we're no different to any other market uh, right around the country at the moment, which is that stock levels are low and demand is extremely high. On top of all of that, particularly in Southeast Queensland, we are having these huge migration rates. So, you know, we are seeing, you know, somewhat a bit of a bubble where prices are most certainly, you know, a direct result of supply versus demand. Uh, and I think that doesn't matter whether you are on the outskirts of Brisbane or whether you're right in the heart of of inner city, that is very much what we're seeing right now. And people just cannot get enough property for, um, for what's actually available.
2: It is interesting. And I guess, as I just mentioned, um, Queensland is in another snap lockdown. So what sort of conversations are you having with your coaching clients at the moment who are still trying to keep the world moving?
0: Well, look, to be honest with you, my agents are in, you know, Perth, they're in uh, Western Australia, they're in South Australia, they're in Victoria, they're in New South Wales, they're in Queensland, they're literally right around the country. And, you know, many of us have been in really unusual situations over the last 18 months. I think it's quite ironic that uh, Victorians right now are sort of celebrating and not actually in a lockdown. Um, But realistically, it the the show does go on, so I think whether we're in lockdown or not, I think there's two trains of thoughts here, and I think it comes down to how you are personally feeling as an individual. Number one, the first thing that I would say is if you know your business is quiet right now, um, you know, tell your vendors, look, let's just you know, wait for the for the snap lockdown to be over and then let's go back to work. And I think if you're feeling exhausted, there's nothing wrong with having some time off while the whole world is kind of stopping, right? In your marketplace. Uh, so if you're in that place, enjoy it. This is the one time in life where you can take a break and come back at it, you know, hard and fast. It's a good time for reflection because of course it is end of financial year, the beginning of the new financial year. It's a great time to refocus, reset and reevaluate where you want to be moving forward. I think on the other hand, if you are feeling, you know, pumped up, revitalized, ready to already go. If you've been able to have a bit of a break, uh, my suggestion to you is to really have a look at, you know, what has been happening in your pipeline. Is there anyone there that you need to go back and contact to be able to convert them into the marketplace today? Because chances are, you know, a lot of people are waiting for spring, but right now, what we do know is that there is high demand, not much supply. So it makes sense to get your property on the market today. Have those conversations.
2: I've found also as soon as lockdown gets called, people are way more willing to actually have a conversation with you over the phone. It's weird.
0: <laughs> I agree. Well, they've suddenly got free time. And I think, you know, it is really interesting this return to work kind of concept because the reality is that most of us are still working all the way through, whether we're in the office or not, no matter what industry you're in and what kind of profession that you're in. Um, but we do feel a little bit different. We feel like the pressure's off a little bit more. So I agree with you, you know, it's a great time to have a conversation.
2: Your coaching program, or one of your coaching programs is called Build Your Best Life, which is something that we're all pretty passionate about here as well, because it can't all be about work, right? (laughs) Exactly. And if you have a, a better life on the outside, it makes your work life better on the inside.
0: I agree. And it motivates you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we caught up with you at ARIC, and um, you gave us a lovely copy of your Build Your Best Life diary, which was uh, like amazing. I was just flicking through it again this morning. So tell me a bit more about Build Your Best Life and the philosophy behind that.
0: Well, it is very much my mantra. So, I mean, literally, you'll see it on everything caps, books, <laughs> you name it. Because I think sometimes in this industry, and part of what, you know, really drove me to, to, deciding to become a coach instead of you know working full-time as an agent was you know this message in our industry about working 24 7 i just don't really think is a realistic one and it's not one that's really fulfilling in terms of happiness for 95 percent of our industry and so i think you know many people felt like me that it's not just all about this more 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 it's actually about what you're enough and so i think you know when you're at work, it's about giving it your all and really making sure that you're super dollar productive in those days that you're there, that you've got systems and processes, that you've got a career that's based on longevity instead of a career that's based on burn and churn. And so what build your best life really means, it it really means working out what's important to you in life full stop. And our careers are obviously a part of that. So it's about, okay, well, let's use what is going to drive us externally outside of our careers and our goals and our, our jobs and our businesses in order to really power us to be able to live that kind of life. We work in an industry where, you know, we can make, you know, ridiculous amounts of money based on our skill set and our ability. It's not always based on time, but for a long time, you know, we've been told it's it's based on the hours that we're working. So, you know, Build Your Best Life is about harnessing your real estate career, building your skill set, you know, creating teams leverage and really strategizing what is the best way forward and making it happen.
2: I read somewhere this morning, and it'd be, it's interesting what you were just saying there. That you know, if you can make the same amount of money in two hours as you can in eight, why not make it in two? Do you
0: do you agree with that? Could not agree more. And I think, you know. We're kind of stuck in this industry a bit in doing things the way that they've always been done because they've always been done in that way. Yet, you know, this is a great opportunity, particularly with the new financial year, to have a look and say, okay, well, what has really come in that can, you know, assist me in terms of living life a different way or building my business in a different way? What's the new technologies that are kind of out there? Or is there a better system or a better way to kind of do it? And I suppose that's really what the manual is all about. It's a program essentially that I developed when I as an agent and it's quite hilarious looking at my early copies of what now looks very beautiful today in the in the manual. But it was literally just pieces of, of paper that was photocopied and kind of bound. <laughs> and um and they you know got really tatty and, and so forth. Um, but it was about working the system and it's a 90 day sort of system. Now the manual it's leather bound and you know you have your initials monogrammed on the front. And it's yeah.
2: like a it's like a Bible. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well actually some of my agents funnily enough call it, call it their Bible. The Bible but yeah. yeah. So essentially it's a, it's a three month program where we've got, you know, goal setting, we've got tracking, we've got accountability because as agents, as much as we love to, you know, be digital, I think a lot of us also really like to write things down, tick it off, check it off, cross it off. It makes us feel good. And like we've achieved and accomplished something. Uh, it's got things in there, such as your stock list. It's about building out your ideal week. Uh, there's three weekly calendars in there, which is your prospecting plan, your social media plan, and your open for inspection it's about tracking your pipeline your hot buys your changeovers the on the markets and those past people who've bought and sold with you uh, tracking your phone calls it's literally the whole program kit and caboodle in one book
2: i love the idea of writing things down because i actually think it makes you use a different part of your brain like even with reporting and things like that when you're just looking at a computer screen it's actually not the same as being able to write it down is it
0: yeah i think that's 100% the case it's there's something so powerful about seeing it in your own handwriting but it's so much more than that i think you know it's it makes you feel so good and i think in a in a day or in a business like we're in where there's not always a lot of joy, we've got to take those little wins where we can. So, you know, if you've set your goals and you've sort of said, okay, I want to write a a certain amount of GCI, which then means you need to make a certain amount of sales, a certain amount of listings. You then need to do a certain amount of listing presentations. It makes you feel really good to move a property from one list onto the next um, and to move a property from your stock list onto your sold list. Like that's a really good feeling. It's a win. Um, And particularly for agents who are becoming more and more successful, you know, the money that's going into your bank account isn't as important because that's sort of just, you know, it's just continuing to do its business, but it's those wins. It's about building out your team and showing them systems and structures um, so that they have a fundamental basis of how to move forward so that when they move from being co-agents to lead agents, they understand what it's going to take to be successful.
2: You talk a lot about habits, not hustle.
0: Yes. And uh,
2: and I'm a big fan of the whole habits thing, but you know, could you think back to your career as an agent and think about what were the habits that really made a difference to you?
0: I talk about this a lot, actually, and I, you know, hustle and grind is just one of uh, those kind of narratives in our industry, like, you know, just burn, 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 keep pushing, pushing, push through. And mm. I like the word grind.
2: It reminds me of an angle grinder.
0: (laughs) Well, We feel (laughs) like that at times, right? Yeah. (laughs) So for me, it's, you know, it's not about the hustling and it's not about the grinding. It's actually about, you know, understanding Life is about a system of habits, and when things become a habit, they don't feel like it's so much of a chore to do them all day, every day. Um, so you do have your daily, you know, habits, and then you do have your weekly habits. You have your monthly, and you have your quarterly habits. One of the best habits I think you can develop is stepping out of working in the business all day, every day, and actually working on the business. So setting yourself a ninety-minute period where at the beginning of every week you work out, okay, what is it that I want to achieve in this week, and this is why the manual is so important because it kind of gives you that template and how to run it so it's like okay well what what prospecting do I want to do this week is it I want to send letters out you know acknowledging that we've just listed this property or that we've just sold this property or that we've we're, we're prospecting around this property what phone calls do we want to be making is it based on old open home leads is it you know pipeline sellers what exactly is that and then sort of you know putting together that work that we're then going to work on. So if you make the decision that you want to be making phone calls, let's say four to six o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon, the work is already done, it's prepared, you're sitting down. So at four o'clock you pick up the phone instead of actually sitting there at four o'clock and starting to prepare the work in order to pick up the phone. So I think being prepared is very important and having this forward thinking notion. It's also about you know working out and planning your your social media so you've got consistency in that pro in that approach. It's thinking about you know what projects you want to be working on. So instead of you know, and we see this a lot in our industry, Sam, where agents have the same year after same year after same year, and that is because they don't really move forward. They're just busy being busy instead of actually busy working on a project in order to level up to take their business to another level. And so you know if you've got a project let's say it is that you want to implement let's say a new listing presentation it's like well in order to have a new listing presentation we want to have a new folder or we want to have a new marketing schedule you won't do all of that in a week but you might say okay well i want to launch this, let's say in six weeks time, these are the steps and making sure that you do one of those small steps every single week. So it's about holding yourself accountable in that one meeting that you have with yourself. And it's as important as a listing presentation, in my opinion. And so this is the difference between a career agent and a high-performing agent or a business owner that is really growing their businesses. And if you have a look at any of the agents that I currently work with, who have all had substantial growth in the three years that I've been, you know, working with them or 12 months or however long it's been, why, you know, their growth hasn't just been, you know, doubled, why in a lot of cases it's quadrupled. It's, you know, this is part of that formula.
2: Yeah. So the world actually does get moved forward no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Now you just just mentioned social media and you've got quite a beautiful social media feed. I've always been quite envious of your feed. Um, But social media takes a lot of time. And this is what agents often say to me is, um, you know, I want to get good at social media, but I just don't have the time. And as soon as they get busy, you know, that's the thing that obviously gets dropped. What is your secret to having both a beautiful feed and, you know, maintaining consistency?
0: Well, I think social media, it is a form of prospecting today. And I think if you're not seeing it as a form of prospecting, the reality is that you're just getting left behind. Um, you know, we still have such a big focus on prospecting in terms of cold calling in this industry. However, most people don't even have a phone connected to their landline in society. So it's like, why are we still doing things or why are we still feeling pressured to do these outdated activities? It doesn't make sense. So, you know, we need to almost cast off cold calling and see social media as the new form of prospecting. You know, even if I look at my coaching business, which is now, you know, a bit over three years old, like this has been the key fundamental in the growth of my business. And so, you know, I invest a lot of time and energy into this. I think, you know, why I feel my feed is is particularly successful is because it's full of my personality. And, you know, I try and make it different and fun. I have a marketing point of difference. I have a point of view. You know, there's a lot of content there that's about giving and sharing. It's not just about asking for business. Um, so it's about, you know, really creating that engaging content that's about my audience, not so much about me, but I do spend a lot of time and energy on it. Um, I also have a social media manager. It was the first person that I employed in my business, but I'm really engaged with that. It's not like they just set the the program and, and, you know, I don't even bother to look at it, which is what often happens with a lot of agents. Like I'm very engaged. I'm constantly coming up with the blog content, the ideas, you know, all of those sorts of things, the narrative, I direct my own uh, photo shoots, you know, Absolutely everything. So it is clear that when somebody sees that, they feel like they're actually, you know, really getting the real meat, which I feel is imperative.
2: I sort of think social media is like the new nurture program. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like nurturing people without being annoying or stalkerish while they're, they're wondering whether they really do want to move or not.
0: Well, you're 100% right. But I think, you know, social media, instead of picking up the phone and speaking to one person, we're essentially broadcasting that message out to hundreds or thousands, depending on how many people are really following you. So I think there's that point there. But, you know, in, in the business world today, we don't want to do business with everyone. That has, again, been a message in our industry for a very long time that we just want to do business with everyone that's in our core area i disagree with that i think it's about doing business with like-minded people or people that you kind of get and that they get you and so you know if you're the real you on social media you're going to attract other people who want to do business that are just like you and business is going to be so much easier to do um and, and, more fun. and i know yes and way more fun way more fun and you know you feel kind of a kinship because you know selling a property is such a personal experience for you know for somebody or for that family and you become so engaged and you know for a lot of people as soon as that property sold they're sort of on to the next one but it doesn't have to be that way and I think social media is a really great way of keeping in contact with those people even if it's not a, a matter of picking up the phone every week you know you can literally just send them you know an emoji back in, in stories and you're still keeping the conversation kind of going in a really different way so uh, I think it's very important. In terms of productivity
2: like you know it's important to write everything down and all of that sort of thing but a big part of productivity i think these days is being able to delegate effectively so for people that might be thinking about taking on an assistant and getting rid of some of the some of the jobs right now what sort of tasks do you think should be handed over
0: <laughs> Great question. Uh, probably most of my work that I do now is actually building on on teams and helping agents and selling principals build teams. And this is a question I get all the time. In fact, my conversation just prior to jumping on this podcast was exactly this. I think um, you know, first and foremost, you've got to have a look at what your best skill set is. But if you're a selling agent, you know, your job is to list and sell and to negotiate, which means that you need to really be doing those activities. So anything that comes Off that means that you shouldn't really be doing those activities. Let me give you some examples. So if you're still writing the copy, Forget it. You know, it's time to really bring on on board a copywriter, and the vendors should be paying for that in terms of their vendor paid to advertising. You know, um, in terms of organizing, uh, you know, appointment forms and documentations and signing forms. You know, that should be a PA's sort of role. And um, we have so many processes in our agencies on compliance, but there's really nothing on, you know, sales sort of checklist in order to turn one listing into two. And that's what we should be striving for from every single, you know, occasion. So you know, the letters that are going out or the call sheets to then follow up the neighbourhood or the past, you know, appraisals or the people who, um, who have looked in those uh, similar sort of properties that are in those locations too. So, I think that's incredibly powerful. I think, you know, anything that's not dollar productive. So, you know, going into that Monday morning meeting that I was mentioning earlier, where you're working on the business. So, what making sure your stock list is up to date, having a look at what your GCI is currently tracking at, how much is currently in your stock list, where you, if you can, convert it from, you know, so, uh, from stock list to sold list is really important. Having a look at what's actually in your pipeline, knowing that dollar value and saying, I've actually got $350,000 sitting there in my pipeline. What do I need to do to convert it across to my stock list? Like that's a pretty motivating kind of conversation. Um, but, you know, they can obviously be booking in photography. Uh, they could be booking in an, in your marketing, you know, all of those sorts of things, confirming appointments. These are critical, uh, you know, activities that really a PA should be doing uh, if a lead agent is to be at their best, which is listing and selling and negotiating property.
2: Super advice. I hope everyone was taking notes really fast, (laughs) either that or you're going to have to download our notes because there was so much in that. That was amazing. Um, Just thinking also back on your career and and your experience as well, like obviously if you're going to build your best life, then you need to squirrel away some time off. Mm. I want to ask you how you did that and, you know, do you still believe in like things like the ideal week?
0: I think the ideal week is a really interesting notion um, because for a long time we've, we've heard about the ideal week. The problem that we've had is that we, we tend to schedule it too tightly. So we break it right down to 15 minutes, which is really not very achievable. You know, my concept with the ideal week is all about having this, you know, forward thinking and forward thinking kind of plan. So we want to be available for when a deal comes in or when a, a listing is is coming in or when we've got a problem. We want to make sure that we've got available time to do that. So I think as long as we've got some activities in there that are non-negotiable that need to be done, you know, in that week, that's really important. So we should be scheduling out these non-time uh, sensitive activities in our diaries and then adding in on top of it, you know, making sure there's enough space in our diaries to do the time sensitive sort of stuff. So I think that's that's priority. Uh, downtime's very important. You know, most businesses that I go into you know, one of the first things that we do is is trying to force the agents or the business owner into having time off. It's usually like a, a battle and we start with an afternoon off before increasing yeah. it to a whole day. Yeah. Right. Ooh, because yeah. Yeah. and there's a couple of reasons for that, Sam. And in fact, this is something I'm so passionate about because we don't talk about it. But real estate to a lot of the high performers have become their cu- there's sort of crutch in life where, you know, when life is good, real estate's there. When life is bad, real estate's there. So it's kind of become, you know, a habit. And so it's really hard to take time off because we feel guilty if we're at work. We feel guilty if we're at home. It's like there's no, there's no win, there's no happiness in there. There's no kind of joy. So I do think it is a skill set impairing yourself off the work, but you know, you're a very boring person if all you really do is working all the time and thinking about work. It's very hard to have a conversation with somebody like that because they're boring, right? So, you know, if you, <laughs> it's true. It's so true. So, so yep. what's, what's really important is that we do have a, a well-rounded life. This will make you not only a better human, you'll feel good in yourself, but you'll also be so much better at your job. We need to be at peak mental sort of capacity and fitness in order to pull together a deal. You know, whether it be in a, in a challenging market or a boom market like we're in now, you know, we're in a situation where sellers are expecting their properties to go for way more because they're, you know, reading all these stories and hearing all of these kind of great outcomes where properties are selling for, you know, XX over their reserve. So it means that we need to work harder to make a buyer feel like they've had a win and to make the seller feel like they've had a win. So I think my advice, if you're somebody who's not used to having time off, would be, you know, to schedule the afternoon off. If you've got a a team, (laughs) make sure that they're aware of the commitment, number one, so that they don't call you, but also they force you out of that office uh, and that they divert the phone back, you know, back to one of them. But I think booking things in. So it's finding out, well, what is it that you like to do besides selling real estate? And often that's a journey. So if you want to book in and go to the day spa or if you want to do a cooking class or you want to go to the movies or if it's just to actually go home and pull up the blankets and watch Netflix, like whatever it might be. But I think actually having a plan of something to do or else it's really easy to fall back into that habit. Uh, For me, I know that I'm at my most productive when I have had time off because my mind is clear. I can see things that I couldn't have seen before. And, you know, my business is still very much in its infancy. And there's a million projects, which, as you know, I want to sort of roll out. So how do I do that? How do I make sure I've got the mental capacity? It means making sure that I've, I've plugged myself out and I've completely switched off so that when I'm back in the game, I'm completely in the game. Uh, that's my biggest piece of advice that I can really give.
2: Yeah, because your brain actually needs time to relax, and this is this is why you go on holidays, and that's when all the ideas start coming. Hey, it's it's almost like you're sitting on the banana lounge, thinking, "I'm not at work, but I could do this, I could do this, I could." Do- why wasn't I seeing that?
0: <laughs> My biggest one is actually when I'm um, doing yoga, which I'm I'm certainly not a great yogi, but when I'm in the shavasana and when I'm laying down where you should be sleeping and, and your mind should be at peace, mine's like, tool, tool, "Here's a new idea, and here's a new concept." And I, I often will finish that session, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I've got to implement that. That was a great idea. Uh, So that's what works for me too. So speaking of great ideas, what are
2: you up to in the next couple of months? I know you've got a lot of things on the go. So what's what's next for Sherry Storer?
0: Uh, well, we've got a lot of things happening at the moment. Mastermind is a program that we started earlier this year in April, and it runs through to September. Um, and that's been incredibly powerful and very uh, successful. So that's basically where we do high-level uh, coaching in at the Carlisle uh, Hotel. So it's a very glamorous location. And, you know, there's uh, 20 of us that basically all get together. We do a accountability, high-level coaching, and then we have a rock star speaker from outside the industry imparting knowledge on us. So uh, we're halfway through that program. We've had, you know, amazing guest speakers such as Lorna Jane Clarkson from Lorna Jane. Um, we've got Noel Whitaker up next. We've had Susanna George, who is the CEO and founder of the Urban List. So people who have really, you know, moved forward their businesses in massive ways that are imparting their knowledge onto us. So we'll be rolling that out again next year from April through to um through to September and we're taking registrations now but probably um we've got second season of the podcast as you mentioned and I'm getting ready to launch an online sales school which will be almost like a university and there will be separate courses so currently in development is the flagship course which is all about how to level up and be a million dollar agent and so we've got nine modules broken down into templates you know keynotes powerpoints audio like I'm pretty pumped about this actually
2: Uh, that sounds super exciting. Um, it, it certainly sounds like you've got a lot on the go, and I don't want to let you go without asking you where can everyone get a hold of this fabulous diary <laughs> or the, the success manual?
0: Oh, thank you, Sam. Well, I, I guess, you know, providing toolkits and tools for agents that I didn't have has been one of my key drivers. So the manual can be found at sherrystora.com, as can a lot of my other toolkits, letter packs, templates, but everything is, you know, found on that site. But in particular, go to sherrystora.com com forward B-Y-B-L. Amazing.
2: Well, Sherry, it's been um, wonderful to catch up with you and thank you very much for coming and sharing some of your best productivity tips. As I said, I know that everyone should have been like scribbling down madly during, during that chat. But if there was one thing or, or one takeaway or one absolute you-must-do-this-next um, tip for the audience, what would it be?
0: I think forward planning. So, you know, if you're feeling tired right now, take that break, as I mentioned, and then make sure that you do schedule in some time to work on the business, because that's where the leveling up really begins, where you've got, you know, uh, some foresight in terms of what you want the future of your business to be, instead of just constantly working on each deal, which rolls into the next, which rolls into the next.
2: Yeah, great advice. Sherry Storer, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Elevate with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to download your written action guide from this podcast containing extra tips, links and shortcuts. Visit eliteagentelevate.com.